Hi, I'm Garrett Hill, and you're listening to Life Students Podcast. Here we develop young leaders and guide them to their purpose. Life Students Podcast was formed out of a need for connection in a world saturated with negative content. It is our goal to create a safe place for young people to both have fun and hear the voice of God. Whether you are a member of Life Students or you just found this podcast, we hope that this encourages and empowers you to move forward with your walk with God. All right, hi, welcome to episode 10. Uh, this is our 10th episode. And today I've got with me Winston Taylor Fish. How's it going, guys? Okay, this isn't Taylor, but uh, Taylor had a scheduling uh, conflict, and um, we have to reschedule him for another date, hopefully next weekend or something like that. So today, I I snagged the apostle, the uh, (laughs) ministerial um, master of the fivefold ministry, Devin Glass. So uh, we're gonna we're, he's gonna be co-hosting with me today. I'm not gonna be interviewing him. I'm gonna try to. I may interview him next time. I don't know. We'll see. Figure out what, why he is what he is, where where he came from. Like uh, Sycamore Joe, where did you come I, from? I where did you go? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that one. It took me a second. Okay, where did you come from? Where did you go? No. Uh, but anyway, we're gonna talk about being a christian and not just being a christian because a lot of times in this world a lot of a lot of us we claim we claim it we say it we call ourselves christian but there ain't nothing christian about us there ain't nothing about our attitude that's christian there ain't nothing about our uh spirit our the way we handle things is that is christian so we're going to kind of we're going to try to shed some light on um what makes a Christian a Christian? First off, we're in the world, but not of it. You know, we we live here, we work here, uh, we grow up here, but we're not of this world. We don't belong here. You know, we're we're strangers here. You know, because there's a home for us, and there's a home for us in heaven. There's a home for us uh, with God in heaven. You know, we're only here for a certain amount of time, and a lot of us need to remember that and utilize every minute of every day to do something for God because a lot of times a lot of times it's easy for us to kind of just get sucked in and pulled into what the world's offering and what the what the world's doing and you know it's a distraction and it's a distraction that pulls us away from God and pulls us away from the things of God and our purpose in God because God has laid out a purpose for you before you were even born and when you're distracted by the things of the world, then you're not following after his purpose. So, um, I mean, you definitely definitely want to remember that every day has a purpose, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely easy to get caught in the flow of things yeah. during your daily life. Uh, just looking at social media when you wake up, just mm-hmm. and instantly getting trapped in that and the, and the flow of just going through life and not really i wouldn't say not living without a purpose but looking past your purpose and just getting stuck in yeah, the just daily getting routine stuck in getting the, in the routine of yeah. stuff yeah i mean it, it's it's definitely hard and it's well actually hang on it's hard but it's easy for us to get in that 
you know, wake up, get on your phone, see what's going on. What's the new memes on Facebook? What's the what's the new 2020 pandemic or whatever it's going on in 2020? You know, what's going on? You know, I'm uh, but if you wake up with a purpose and you wake up and say, you know, I'm going to purposefully give God the first five minutes of every day. It could, it's five minutes and God's going to change the world, you know, and God's going to use that and see you as a dedicated person, a dedicated Christian. And they're going to, and he's going to use you that day. He's going to, he's going to show you what your purpose is for that day. Yeah. And I guarantee you when you wake up in the morning and just give that five minutes of time in the morning, it will train, change your your day drastically. Yeah. Um, instead of just instantly getting up, looking at your phone. And I, even I'm guilty of waking up in the morning and getting on my phone, looking at Facebook, looking at everybody who texts me mm-hmm. and everything. But it will drastically change your morning if you don't look at your phone in the morning and just the next five minutes you're awake, just talk to God. Yeah. Yeah. Start your day off with God. I mean, I remember, you remember back in the day, like when they had subway surfers, like when it first came out? Yes. Dude. I literally would wake up. <laughs> I'd wake up and spend an hour to two hours laying in bed playing Subway Surfers. I wouldn't, <laughs> but I wasn't that far in the game. But I do remember playing the game. Dude, up, playing the game. Subway Surfers was the thing. Now it's—is it even a thing anymore? I don't, I don't think it's don't even know. a thing now. These kids don't know anything. They about don't that. know about that. Uh, they they don't even know what Temple Run is. No, they're too young for that. Shoot, that's before Subway Surfers. <laughs> that's like the that's from the land before time, that's bro. Like OG. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, we're gonna move into the next to the next topic. Be an example, you know, because people believe it or not, someone is looking up to you. You know, it may not be a kid; it could be a person that's ten or fifteen years older than you, and they're looking up to you. Yeah, you know, I. For one, I used to look up to a, uh, I used to look up to a young man that was about he's about four four years younger than me. I used to look up to him, you know. So it doesn't matter how old you are or whatever. There's someone looking up to you. It could be younger, it could be older, and they they watch you. You know, they watch what you're doing and they see what you're doing, and they're being influenced by what you're by what you're doing. So if you're setting a good example. They're going to follow that and follow that good example. But if you're setting a bad example, a negative, and you're being a negative influence in their world, well, they're going to be influenced negatively. Yeah. If you don't, th- if you think nobody is watching, no one will see me do this. Mm-hmm. Just know somebody will find out. Somebody is watching you, and they yep. will. It does have an effect on people. Yeah. And and if it is that young person who. Uh, who is looking up to an older older person and does have a it can have a negative effect, but it can also have a positive effect on them. Well, I remember whenever I was somewhere between twelve and fourteen, and I was like, I looked up to everybody that was in the youth group. If they were older than me, yeah, I looked I up the to same them. Way, yeah. I looked up to them, and then like there was. I remember one time I went out with a couple of them. And they're like playing like this, like world and music. And I'm like, whoa, I thought we didn't do stuff like this. I guess that's okay. You know, like immediately I was like, oh, snap. Okay, so world of music's not bad. But Bishop preached about it. But I guess since they're listening to it, it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's it, when you're 
not say, not talking bad about young people, but young people are very easily influenced. And whenever they're with an, with a peer like that, and they are like, you know, the, this guy, they worship really good in church. They do really awesome in church. And then when they get out of church, they're listening to all, all kinds of ungodly music. And now I'm now I'm stuck listening to ungodly music. Then they're that person was negatively influenced and the other person was not a Christian. You know, because you are you are an example. If you call yourself a Christian, someone's gonna be watching you. Someone's gonna be they're gonna be judging your actions. You know, the yeah. Bible says not to judge, but they're but right after that, right after that scripture the that says judge and ye shall be judged, it lists seven ways where you're supposed to judge. So if we're we are supposed to judge people people like not like put them down or whatever but like but like judge how they act and judge how who they are and what they are and judge how much time you can be around them and you try to be the influence don't let them influence you if they're a negative influence do not be influenced do not spend enough time with them to be influenced by them leading leading from there be a witness you know what as a christian our first calling our first uh, job whatever you want to call it is to be a witness you know you are walking around every day by people that need what you have that need God that need the things of God that need God's heart to move in them and whenever you walk past them and you and you feel that nudge to go talk to them or you feel that nudge to invite them to church they might say no now but you know what somewhere in the future they they might remember you interacting with them they not even may not remember your name may not remember your face but they remember you coming to them and asking them to come to church and you know what they may not come to your church ever you may not even see it but god is going to orchestrate a way for them to make it to a church somewhere down the road you know and if if you're constantly out there to to witness or constantly out there to be a witness for somebody, then, you know, God's going to send people your way. You know, God's going to cross your paths with somebody else and you're going to be the person, you're going to be their roadblock. You know, they're, they're on their path away from God, you know, and you are on the path to God and you're going to cross their path while they're on their way away from God and you're on your way to God. And you're going to be able to, you're going to have the opportunity to turn them around and win them to God. Yeah, and I think as young people, the biggest place to be a witness is at school. Oh, definitely. And I, and I heard it when I was a kid and I heard it when I was in high school to be a witness in school. And I was like, well, I have time to do that later. I'm telling you, I've missed the opportunity of a lifetime yeah. to witness to so many people at school. And, and I know you're going to hear it a lot more. And I know it is every youth event you're going to hear, go to your schools and, and everything. But that I'm telling you, that is the number one place that you're going to be able to reach such an easier place, such an easiest, easy place that you'd be able to reach somebody because you're well, around them every day. So, Devin, how many, how many people were in your class when you graduated? I think I, we had about 204 people. I had 93 people. So what if you how how many how many close friends did you have? Like like 
because everybody's got a circle of friends yeah. in, at school. You know, they may not, they may, may be in church, may not be in church. But so, like, what was, how big was your circle? I would say probably about five to seven people. Five to seven about, people. We had in our group. So, looking back, would you have, would you, if you would have thought about, if you knew what you knew now and you thought, dude, I could have done more, would you have, tried a little bit harder oh to, yeah there's no there's, witness, no, there's no doubt about it i i would have tried harder i i think i think back all the time you know like what if what if i did talk to to more people what if i did try a little bit harder you know and i had i've had dreams before of me in front of my school preaching or teaching or something or teaching a bible study and you know i've, I've like while i was in school and I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And then I don't do it. I'm like, so I beat myself up all the time because I feel like I missed my opportunity to to witness, to to get somebody in a church or something like that, you know. And you you will beat yourself up over it because you're going to think Almost definitely. that one person, dude, I literally could have gotten that one person if I would have just talked to him one more time, you know. Yeah. If I would have just talked to him one more time, I would have got him. You know, and, and, it's, it, and it's just so easy to just say, "Hey, we're having a, a youth game night." It doesn't have to be a youth, a youth no. service. A youth game night where we're just hanging out, having fun. Just, "Hey, we're having fun over here. There's gonna be food, drinks. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, you would come over. Yeah, just to the church hang out, and hang out, know? meet everybody. So, and they and they they're looking. Not nine times out of ten, I'm sure they'll want to go because they're probably in a bad home and they're wanting to escape their parents you know because sometimes they sometimes they need that escape you know and we can we offer a place a safe place for young people to grow and young people to um grow in god and learn the things of god and become become what god wants them to be and become and fulfill their purpose in god so but we're gonna uh this is the last point and we're going to talk about being Christ-like. This is like the thing about being a Christian. We've got to be Christ-like. Yeah. We've got to think like Christ. You know, um, I I remember whenever I was a kid, I used to have a bracelet that said WWJD. You know, what would Jesus do? Everybody, everybody remembers that. You know, and then like some people, some people make jokes about it. Like I'll be I'll be mad or something, and they're like. What would Jesus do? And I'm like, shut up. Jesus would <laughs> he, flip tables. He would flip tables. <laughs> but I mean, you got you think about it, you know. But what would Jesus do? I'm I'm not trying to be as corny as ever because I'm I'm sure what would Jesus do have been preached like tens of millions yeah. of times because they made bracelets and t-shirts and stuff about it. But like, just think about think about it before you make any decision before you lash out and say what you're about to say to whoever you're about to say it to or you're about to participate in something that you that you know you don't need to be participating in yep ask yourself this question would god do this would jesus literally go to this go go to this bar would he go to this bar would he go to this club would he go to this party would he smoke this weed would he drink this drink would he go fornicate with this chick? No. God was, Christ was the per, the only perfect person in this world. You know, he was tempted. Yeah. And you're going to be tempted. Temptation itself is not sin. 
You know, temptation is the devil seeing that you are trying for God and he's going to put some stumbling blocks in your way to see if you're going to trip over them. But even if you do trip over them, what you need to do after that is get back up and realize that you made a mistake. Don't try to... uh, don't try to hide it and don't try to be like, you know, um, don't try to make excuses for it because yeah. you were, you, you fell in a sin, but get back up, get back on your feet and keep moving. You know, that's the biggest thing. You know, we can fall seven times, but, if, but the strong man gets up seven times. This is the way that I always looked at my walk with God. And it may be childish and it may be whatever, but the Bible says straight is the straight is the gate, narrow is the way. I always imagine I'm walking through a trail of woods and there's like this big beautiful gate at the end of the way at the end of the trail. You know. But this trail has like thorn bushes, has stumps, it has holes, it has mud mud and ditches and everything. And it's 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 a straight path. You know, all I gotta do is keep going that direction, but Sometimes I trip up and I might fall into some briars and I get hung up. But you know what? I do the best I can to get out of it. And if I can't get out of it, I have a friend of mine come help me get out of it. Yeah. You know, I, I get a friend of mine to say, hey, I'm too weak right now. Can you help me pray? You know, and that's not a bad thing. We we are our brother's keepers. You know, uh, Pastor Ben talked about it today. You know, we were born to save you know, we are born to help people. Yep. That's that's our purpose in this world is to help people, you know, and being a good witness, being a good example, being Christ-like is what we're supposed to do, is what we're supposed to be. So there's two things in this world. There's things that will draw you to God and there's things that will pull you away from God. So ask yourself before you get in, get too involved with whatever you're about to get involved with, is this going to help me grow or is this going to help me pull or pull away pull me away from God? You know because God's got a plan for you and the devil is going to throw these devices or these things in your way to distract you from the will of God. So if we follow after those distractions, you might miss the perfect will of God. You know, Moses in the Bible, you know, everybody knows the, the story of the burning bush, blah blah blah. And you know that God told him to go save the people, the Israelites from Egypt. We talked about this last week. But you know what Moses said to God? He said, but Lord, I'm not eloquent enough in speech. I'm slow, I'm slow in tongue. Basically, he was saying he doesn't have the best speech. He's, not, he's nervous in front of people. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't like that kind of stuff, you know. I'm not very good at speaking. I mean, I've got a, I've got a pod. I'm doing this podcast for for live students, but I'm still not good at speaking. I stumble up a lot. What you don't know is that I edit a lot. <laughs> but he he told he basically told God I'm not good enough, and God was like, "Well, who who made man's tongue? You know, who made man, and who made gave man the ability to speak? You know, it was me." And then Moses still continued to. To fight back and say, well, I'm still just not, I'm not good enough. You made me, you made me not good enough. And he's like, okay, well, you're not going to talk. Your brother Aaron's going to talk. I'll give, I'll give you the words to give to Aaron and Aaron's going to be your mouth. So really looking at it, Moses missed it. 
You know, he he still did these great things for God. He did he did he he raised his he put his hand up and he split the waters. He raised his staff up and and caused all the plagues that happened in Egypt. You know, and uh, that ultimately pulled the Israelites out of there. But he still felt like God or felt like he wasn't good enough to talk. So that so Aaron was the messenger. But Moses was still the uh, he was still the connection between Aaron and God, and still the connection between the Israelites and God. But he was not the main speaker. You know, he wasn't the one that said, "Let my people go," like in the Prince of Egypt, the Disney movie. Was it Disney? I, I'm honest, I never watched it. Oh man, that was my favorite show. You know, I learned so much about about that and <laughs> and Veggie Tales. I, I love veggie tilt. That's, that's something I do love. <laughs> you know, Still watch this day. Yeah, cheeseburger. It's a cheeseburger song. Eat, so whenever whenever God calls you to do something, you need it's nerve wracking because it may be something that you don't want to do. You know, I never thought that I was going to be a youth pastor. I thought I was going to be the guy that was behind the scenes and not in front of people. You know, because I, I was like. God, I'll do anything for you, but don't put me in front of anybody. And then all of a sudden, God's like, hey, uh, you know, there's an open position for youth pastor. <laughs> I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Come on, God. <laughs> but no, I, and I, I, I learned my lesson, and I'm, I love being a youth pastor. And it's the, it is an awesome joy, and it's amazing to be able to do this, to be able to see, to, to help young people grow in God and help young people find their calling and their passion. It's just amazing. Devin, is there anything you want to say before we uh, go ahead and close this out? Uh, yeah, just jumping back just a little bit. Um, before you go off and you do something, let me just say stupid, do something stupid, just ask yourself this simple question before you go off and do something stupid. And I know it sounds corny and I know it, maybe it sounds silly, but it could save you a lot of heartache and a lot of guilt from what everything, what anything you're gonna do, any sin you're gonna do, because I'm telling you, after you get done with it, you are gonna feel guilty. And there's no doubt about it. And just ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus do? Would Jesus take take a hit of that that drug, or would he go to that party, go to that house? Would he go to that club? So just ask yourself before you do it. Ask a simple question: What would Jesus do? Yeah. And that doing something like that, just like being in that, in that constant mindset of God seeing what you're doing, you know, we're not supposed to be scared of God, but we're supposed to have a fear of God. Yeah. You know, and if you have a fear of God, a lot of times that's going to, that right there will just keep you out of sin, sin itself. It'll keep you away from temptation and all that. Like just having a fear of God. You know the Israelites and the the Israelites in the Bible they didn't have a fear of God. That's why they were constantly running away. That's why they were constantly creating idols and they're constantly wanting to go back to Egypt because they didn't have a fear of God. They they wanted their routine back. And we talked about this last week, but we need to have a fear of God. You know, and know that God is watching us and he's writing down literally everything that we do. You know, he keeps the filing cabinet of what we do. And we and we are all going to be judged one day. Yeah. So, and he's going to recall, like, why'd you do this? You know, what what happened here? 
you know, you know, all excuses go out the window there. Yep. So you, there's no more excuses. You can't, you can't lie up there because <laughs> he, he's got like videotapes of you. <laughs> he, he's been spying on you your whole life, <laughs> but that's all we have for this episode. Um, sorry about hyping up Winston Taylor fish being here. Sorry. Uh, you got he, me for the day. <laughs> no, Devin did awesome. But anyway, um, that is it next week. I think we're going to have Taylor fish on here. Uh, but just keep listening, keep um, keep downloading downloading episodes. I don't know if you uh, if you can subscribe or something like on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us, like our page on Instagram, on Facebook, and we'll catch you on the next one.